Hi, this is Kevin Moore from the Human Race Theater Company in Dayton, Ohio, and you're listening to Musical World. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time of day this finds you, thank you for listening to Musical World. Today, I am talking with the creators of The Noteworthy Life of Howard Barnes, of which is in the middle of a workshop reading in Dayton, Ohio, at the Human Race Theater Company's 2013 Festival of New Musical. Those gentlemen are composer Michael Kuman and book and lyricist Christopher Diamond. Also joining us is the director of the reading and then the producer artistic director for the Human Race Theater Company, Kevin Moore. Some of you are already familiar with Chris and Michael's work with us. They, uh, they were on a Musical World episode a couple of years ago, uh, MW67, where we talked about several shows. We didn't really center in on anything. We just talked about a lot of what was going on in their lives then. But right now, they are in Dayton, and they're at the Human Race Theater Company for the new musical festival. And my my wife and I saw the show last night. It was wonderful, guys. We really, really enjoyed it. Um, Thanks. Last year, Human Race collaborated with you guys on Danny Girl. Um what was one of the things, Kevin, you might you might give us some insight on this. What prompted you to continue uh, with Kuman and Diamond this year? Well, you know, you uh, our job is to sort of really find the writers that we're excited about working with, that are doing works that are that are interesting, that are compelling, and, and, and things that I think our audiences um, are going to enjoy and, and be engaged in. And um, Danny Girl certainly did that with them, and, and I had an inkling of this new show. And um, they're they're great writers, they're great people to work with. I mean, if you're going to spend a lot of hours in a small studio working with a group of people, you want to pick people that you really like working with, and 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 that's and that's part of it. And they're great. They're there's they're always energetic. They come in, then they've got new material. They look at things. They you know they they really sort of. I think they enjoy the process, um, and that's that's great. That's an exciting way to work. Absolutely, and man, what a what a fun piece of work last night, guys. What was the inspiration for the noteworthy life of Howard Barnes? How did I mean this is <laughs> this is kind of a unique spin on a show to me, but it was so much fun. Well, thanks. It, it, it really just started with with kind of a very basic idea of something that, that we thought would be funny. We were really looking for, uh, looking to write a piece that was primarily comedic in nature, as opposed to some of the other projects that we've worked on. Um, and we had, you know, the, the general idea um, that it would be funny for uh, a man to wake up one day and discover that his life had suddenly and without explanation been transformed into a musical. And so for, for a long time, we kind of mulled over exactly what the, the best use of that idea was, what the best way to implement it would be, how we could really make it a sustainable evening of theater, and um, perhaps more importantly, what the, what the larger metaphor was going to be. So it, it took us a while to really kind of flesh out the idea, but, but the, the real germ of it was just in, in that one simple notion of uh, a man waking up and suddenly finding himself 
in the middle of a big splashy opening number. <laughs> and, you know, for those of us in musical theater, and I'm sure others who just enjoy musical theater, there are so many references. Some reverend and some not so reverend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. a lot we, we of sort of we talked about a contest to see who can identify the most uh, references in the show because they are many. Like I said, this is the second time around for you guys at the um, musical theater festival in Dayton. How important is it to have that ongoing relationship with a theater company like the Human Race in Dayton? Well, this is yeah. This is our second time coming to Dayton, working with uh, the Human Race, and it's it's really wonderful for us because not, you know, theater, especially musical theater, is such a collaborative medium. And as Kevin said before, it's you know the sort of the tone of the of the discussions and and the, the character of the people you're working with is so important because nobody wants to work with someone that's you know that's horrible to work with. So it's it's been really nice to. You know, come come back for a second summer and sort of keep developing our relationships with these people. But also at the same time, we get you know obviously the the chance to hear this show out loud again um, with a with a different cast of actors and seeing it in front of a completely different kind of audience, which is really really wonderful for us. So it's been a very very positive experience for us the second summer. Now the show also had a workshop uh, last week or a couple of last month. Are there are there major differences like uh, directing differences or or something that you've obviously there's changes you've made from last month because last night we were told that you were making changes up to 45 minutes before Kurt what like like just from a month ago did you see positive or negative did you see changes that were made from what you did in the workshop just a month ago. A lot of stuff in the interim between the two workshops, you know, and and of course there are going to be differences with a different cast and a different uh, production team uh, on the piece, you know, and that's part of what's so informative about this process is you really get to see uh, how what's on the page comes to life uh, for different people because in the, in the reality of, of the theater industry, a lot of what's going to be done is, is just. With, other people responding to the words and the notes that are written on the page. So it's incredibly informative for us to see how different people in, interpret those, and, and the takes are, are slightly different at times, and then you see a lot of what sort of is the same, and, and deciding, you know, what that tells you about the piece is really part of, of the rewriting process. But, but for us, it's been a lot about testing what works and, and tweaking things here and there and trying to figure out how to make the piece as effective as we want it to be. So, you know, after after our last workshop, we identified a few problem areas. We set a few goals that we wanted to address and, and tried to work on them in, in the gap between the two workshops. And then since we've gotten here, we've continued to really find places that we wanted to, to work on and to help to continue to hone um, and have been doing so, you know, all the way up until right before Curtain. Uh, because that's that's really what this process is about, you know. That's that's sort of the fun of it, and and you feel like if you're not if you're not trying new things, if you're not experimenting with it, if you're not trying to solve the problems that are there, that you're wasting a, a really great opportunity to test out new material. Absolutely, I I can't imagine what the show was like before seeing it last night, but 
it feels like it's it's very close. And you've got another workshop in Washington uh, State next next week with an, another cast, another reading, and you'll make changes implemented from this workshop this week, next week in that show? Yes. We're doing that one at the Village Theater, uh, right right outside of Seattle. I believe it's in Issaquah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, excellent. So... Other than the the workshop next week, what's the next? Uh, what are you? Do you have anything in the foreseeable future, other than oh, another workshop and rewrites? Is there anything else coming up? Um, well, this show is still uh, quite young in in the in the framework of how uh, how musicals develop. Uh, we just started writing it. I think December two thousand and eleven was maybe our first real stab at writing it. So. We really, we really honestly have not sent the piece out to, um, to many places. We've only sent it to just a couple places that we really trust. And, um, and we have some meetings we're gonna, we're gonna go, we're gonna take, uh, when we get back in New York. Um, nothing is definite with the show right now, but, um, I think, um, you know, we're, we're hopeful that it has a, has a big future ahead of it. Can, can you guys talk about, um, the, what's up with Danny Girl because you've got a lot of fans and listeners absolutely. that might be interested. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we've been really excited about what's been happening with, with Danny Girl recently. Uh, we, we, we just got it published and licensed through Samuel French, so it's now available for, for professional and amateur licensing. And we've had a, a number of productions uh, pop up around the country as a result of that, which has been great. Uh, we we had a production of the Broadway Theater in, in Connecticut, which was wonderful. We got to go up and see, and we got a, a couple of productions lined up. There, there was one in, in Pittsburgh at a theater called Stage 62, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're, we're going to do a, a New York production in the fall and, and have a couple other things lined up after that. So it's been, it's been a really great track uh, for it, and, and we've been excited and, and really grateful for uh, the number of, of theaters, including the, the human race, that gave us the opportunity to develop it and get it to the point where it was in the shape that was ready for, for publication and licensing. If, if you get an opportunity to see Danny Girl, definitely run to the theater and get your tickets. Cause, and, and this one, Noteworthy Life by Howard Barnes, I think we're going to see and hear more of it. I'm looking forward to a, a cast recording because I I really enjoyed the music. There's such a variety of of forms and a little bit of everything, but references to, boy, I don't know, a lot of musicals. Um, but the music is so varied, and it's wonderful. I'm really looking forward to a CD of it. Well, thank you. I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope that Broadway cast recording is coming out pretty soon. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Even, Absolutely. That, that would be awesome, but... Just a recording of it. Give me a recording of it. I love it. I, I wanted to also mention uh, you've got something going on at the Kennedy Center next February. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, we, uh, we've we been working on a commission for them for a couple years now, um, and we are finally about ready to go into production in January. So we had this. It, it's, it's a show called Orphe and the Book of Heroes, and it's a... Uh, it's sort of a, uh, a modern take on a, on some of the stories you've read in Greek mythology. Um, it's about this young girl who is on a quest uh, to save Homer, 
who has been captured uh, in the underworld. And in the process of the quest, she um, she um, comes across you know some of the favorite Greek mythology uh, characters that we all know, like the Sirens and Hercules, and mm-hmm. and it's just a fun, fun, crazy uh, sort of take on on this old. Story. So um, it's, it's, it's a really fun show, and it's opening February 8th at the Kennedy Center. If anyone happens to be in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, we'd love to see you there. That would be great. Sounds like fun, too. Uh, is there anything else, uh, Michael or Christopher or Kevin, that you'd like to add? I just I think this is, this is an amazing writing team, and people that um, enjoy musical theater um, just need to keep their eyes and ears peeled for Kuman and Diamond because it's a great team and, and I'm gonna say no matter what they write, you you can be sure that it's gonna be really quality and creative and innovative and all of those things that we look for in where musical theater's going. So just watch them, follow them. If if you see that title, you see their name on something, go see it. Yeah, they're on they're on Facebook, they've got a website. I have links in our show notes to all the uh Cumin and Diamond, Things of Interest, their Facebook page, their website. We'll also have a link in the show notes to where you can go uh, buy Out of Our Heads, their CD, Cumin and Diamond Music. I think it's on iTunes and maybe available other places, CD Baby or anything like that. It's available on Amazon uh, MP3, and also uh, you can buy a physical copy on Amazon. Well, we also uh, have copies on our website, too. Um, so if you, I think there's links on our website to uh, to both all the avenues where you can get as much Kumin and Diamond music as, as is available. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, guys. Well, I know you got to get ready for another show here in a couple hours. Uh, it was great seeing you last night. We really enjoyed it, and uh, I wish I could come back this afternoon. Break plenty of legs and uh, have a good time and enjoy Washington next week. And please keep us posted on, as as things move on with, with Danny Girl and uh, Noteworthy Life of Howard Barnes, because I think we're going to hear more about it. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us on the show. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. You guys have a good one. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Push the pedal to the floor. The U-Haul starts to fly. Bland Ohio countryside is swiftly sliding by. In the rear view, I can see.
in this maze of glass and steel For the first time I feel free, not a victim of my past